0: what would it take to get brian reynolds from the pittsburgh pirates is there a chance the marlins could still be moving pablo lopez the toronto blue jays have finally moved one of their catchers and who's left on the free agent market that could pique the cardinals interest this is locked on cardinals you are locked on cardinals your daily st louis cardinals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey there, Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the loo and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at L.O. underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also available on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Be sure to hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. First and foremost, Happy Holidays, everybody! As you can see, I'm rocking uh, my my Santa cap. I've got my I'm going to stand up for this one here. I've got the ugly Cardinals sweater on that was given to me as a gift from somebody who actually was not a Cardinals fan. It was a gag gift. And I'm like, thank you. I'll wear this all the time. It's got uh, some snowflakes and candy canes. And, of course, it says St. Louis Cardinals on it. So it's quite lovely, to be honest. So if if you're missing out on that, you're just listening to the podcast, head on over to YouTube. You can see exactly how ridiculous everything looks on me at this moment. Let's get into some baseball talk, shall we? Pirates center fielder Brian Reynolds reportedly requested a trade from Pittsburgh at the beginning of December. Now, in response to that trade request, the Pirates issued the following statement per a club spokesperson. While it is disappointing, this will have zero impact on our decision making this offseason or in the future. Our goal is to improve the Pirates for 2023 and beyond. With three years until he hits free agency, Brian remains a key member of our team. We look forward to him having a great season for the Pirates. Now, the Pirates have the upper hand when it comes to this particular situation because they don't need to trade Brian Reynolds. They just inked him to a two-year, $13.5 million contract last April that covers him through his first two years of arbitration. He has two more arbitration years in 2024 and 2025, and he would not become a free agent until 2026. So there's no incentive for the Pirates to move him that would benefit them. It would only be because Brian Reynolds is unhappy being in Pittsburgh. He doesn't want to be there anymore. And this is kind of a change of attitude from what we've heard from Brian Reynolds in the past, where at one point he said he was looking forward to growing with a a young core in Pittsburgh and they've got some decent guys. I mean, think about it. Brian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, Cal Mitchell, uh, top prospects, Henry Davis, Quinn Priester, and more. There's some solid stuff going on with the Pittsburgh pirates, but, you got to feel bad for the fans. I, I really do. I, I've got a couple buddies who are pirates fans that uh, grew up in Pennsylvania and I feel bad for them. man. These guys have to trade away tons of top level talent all the time. They've done it numerous times over the years. And normally they don't get all that much in return. If you go through most of these trades. but uh, I put together a list here of some of the names that they've had to move over the years. Like, Aramis Ramirez, Jason Schmidt, Brian Giles, Jason Bay. Those are uh, a few from back in the day. Uh, more recently, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass, now, uh, Austin Meadows, Josh Bell, Jamison Tyon, Joe Musgrove, Starling Marte, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, last year, the Cardinals ended up getting Jose Quintana from them. I mean, think about that pitching staff. If the Pirates, and I know it's not really realistic to uh, hang on to every single guy you've ever had on your team, but think about that pitching staff that you can put together just from guys they've traded recently. So Garrett Cole, Glassnow, Tyon, Quintana and Musgrove. I mean that would be an amazing rotation, right? None of them in Pittsburgh anymore. Now Reynolds is 27 years old. He's a big guy, 6'3", 205. He can play all three outfield positions. He's a switch hitter. Uh has proven to have 25 home run pop uh coming from his bat. Um his rookie year 2019, what do you do? Hit career high at 314. Had an OPS plus of 130, which is great. 100, by the way, is your league average. He had a down year during the COVID year, but then rebounded in 2021. He hits 302 with an OPS plus of 145. Last year, the numbers were down a bit across the board, except in home runs where he hits a career-high 27. But there's not a lot to dislike about Brian Reynolds. And you can see why teams would be you know, circling like sharks for his services. Now, I've traded... Reynolds would be another name in a long list of guys that have been shipped out of the small market Pittsburgh area because they can't compete with the salaries that larger markets can offer, and they just don't win enough. Let's be honest. If, if guys were winning, if Pittsburgh was winning over and over, guys would probably stick around for a little bit less. It does happen. They, you get the, the hometown discount. Cardinals are familiar with that, but they don't win enough for guys to want to stick around and wait to see if they get any better. So they make decisions like this and say, Hey, trade me. I want to get out of here. Now, one of the large market teams that takes advantage of situations like the pirates is the New York Yankees. And they've shown a lot of interest in getting Reynolds already, but according to reports, they are having trouble putting a package together that would be to the pirates liking. Now the pirates have made it very clear that they want some high profile pitching. Okay. They want, they want top of the line pitching prospects and the Yankees, only have three pitchers among their top 10 prospects per MLB pipeline, and they don't rank very high in the charts either. So not a lot there to offer. Now here's where we get to the Cardinals side of things because it's the off season and we like to try to come up with ways to improve the ball club, whether it feels more like fantasy baseball trading than it is realistic trading. I'll leave that up to you, but the Cardinals, they've got some assets, right? And uh, they might be attractive to the pirates if they were interested in and acquiring Reynolds. We don't know if that's even true. Uh, the team boasts three pitchers in the top 100 MLB prospects. Gordon Graceffo, who's number 79, Matthew Librator at number 80, and then Tink Hintz at number 91. And for those who think that the the shine has worn off a bit on uh, Matthew Librator, just know, I was going through all the rankings, he actually still ranks as the fourth best left-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball. Granted, there are a lot more right-handers than there are left-handers, but still, that's something, right? He's still number four overall left-handed pitching prospect in Major League Baseball. Now, the Cardinals also happen to be well-stocked in Major League Baseball-ready outfielders for the Pirates to choose from. Uh, You've heard Dylan Carlson's name brought up in uh, different trade rumors recently. So here's a couple of trades at BaseballTradeValues.com that I put together. So if you're looking on the screen on uh, YouTube, you're going to be able to see these. So here is the first one. And this one involves Dylan Carlson, Gordon Graceffo, Jake Woodford for Reynolds. Now their uh, value that they're giving up, the Cardinals will give up a 70.50 value. And Reynolds is a 59.90 value. Now my issue here is that Carlson, at least in the Cardinals eyes, might already be a Brian Reynolds like player. Will he hit 25 home runs? We don't know if that's going to be the case, but the other stuff that he does is very Brian Reynolds like already. He's 3 years younger, he's already cheaper than Brian Reynolds. So are you really even upgrading if you move Dylan Carlson to get somebody like a Brian Reynolds? That's debatable. I can I can see both sides of it where, you know, you're like Brian Reynolds has, you know, done it for a couple of years now, Dylan has only done it for sort of one year is rookie year and, uh, had some issues last year. So anyway, all right, number two, number two here, this one involves Tyler O'Neal. So it's got Tyler O'Neal, Gordon Graceffo and Matthew Liberatore plus cash considerations for Reynolds. Now what you would do is you move Carlson or Reynolds after the trade, you move them to left field. You got Newton right field. Uh, the pirates would then have O'Neill under control for this year and next year. And get the pitching prospects they're asking for. Personally, I don't want to trade Tyler O'Neill. You guys know I have a man crush on Tyler BroNeil, as we call him here at uh, the Locked on Cardinals podcast. So I don't really want to do that, but I'm throwing out options here just to see, you know, what sticks. All right, so there's that op- option for you. And then finally, the third one that I've got for you features Lars Newbar, Alec Burleson, and Matthew Librator. For Reynolds. Now, you've got a lot of young talent going to the Pirates here. You capitalize on Newt Barr's current value. And again, you've got O'Neill in left field, Carlson or Reynolds can play center field, and you move the other person to right field. And of course, you've got top prospect Jordan Walker ready to rock as well. He could be coming up here uh, any day, right? So, um, those are what I have for you. Those those are the uh, different trade scenarios. So, what I would like to hear from you is if you were Mo and you could choose one of those deals, which one do you like the best? Now, my honest opinion is that the Cardinals aren't interested in any of those because they like who they have, and they should. There's a lot of reasons to like what the Cardinals have already going into 2023. But again, it's some of the off-season fun discussion, so let me know what you guys think in the comments below on YouTube, or you can always tweet at me at LO underscore Cardinals or at JD Sports Radio. Brian Reynolds as a Cardinal. What do you guys think? Now we did have a real trade that happened today. We want to talk about that. The Blue Jays finally moved one of their catchers (laughs) and the Giants, we think finally landed a free agent. They've had a tough time this offseason. We're going to talk about that and other news around the league next on locked on Cardinals. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even the States where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're dead wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. You know your parents can tell. Parents always know when you're up to something, right? Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana, it can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So let's bounce around the league a little bit. The Toronto Blue Jays, they had three catchers coming into the season, and they've been trying to move one to get themselves a left-handed hitter since the offseason began, right? And we know about this because the Cardinals and the Blue Jays had discussions about making a move like that before the team decided to sign Wilson Contreras instead. And today, the Blue Jays finally did make a deal. They have acquired outfielder Dalton Varsho from the Arizona Diamondbacks for catcher, Gabriel Moreno and outfielder Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Now, Moreno was Toronto's number one prospect entering the 2022 season and a top 10 prospect in Major League Baseball. And when the Cardinals were having discussions about which one of the catchers they might like the most from the Blue Jays, whether it was going to be uh, Danny Jansen, uh, Alejandro Kirk, or it was Gabriel Moreno, I was a little bit shocked that Moreno was somebody that they were willing to trade. I, you would have thought that Jansen was certainly the guy that they would like to move the most, then Kirk, and then Moreno, but that ended up not being the case. They they, they trade him to Arizona. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel, Jr., hit 276 with 21 home runs and 84 RBIs back in 2021, had a good season, but last year he dealt with a wrist injury. It crushed his produ- uh, production. He only ends up hitting five home runs last year and almost 500 played appearances. So they moved to Arizona. Dalton Varshow goes to Toronto. He's a good hitter. 26 years old, hit 235, 27 home runs at a 745 OPS and 16 stolen bases last season in 151 games for the D backs. He plays outfield, but if you're a fantasy baseball player, you knew this already. He also dabbles in some catching because he was eligible at the catching position last year as well. So uh, if something were to happen to Jansen or Kirk, Varsho could help out there if he if he was needed. So um, I, I feel like it's a good deal for both teams. The Blue Jays have remade their outfield. Uh, they've moved Gurriel and Teoscar Hernandez. And they now have Springer, Varsho, and Kevin Kiermaier, who they ended up grabbing from uh, Tampa Bay as a free agent. So that's who they're looking at. And um, as far as Arizona goes, they... End up getting another top prospect to be a catcher. What does that mean for Carson Kelly? Is Carson Kelly going to move positions? I'm not sure. Carson Kelly, former uh, Cardinals top prospect who got moved in the trade for Paul Goldschmidt. So uh, not sure what they're going to do there. But um, Arizona's got some decent pieces, man. Uh, I kind of like this trade for both teams. Uh, The last real big-name outfielder has seemingly found a home, and I say seemingly, because it involves the San Francisco Giants here who have agreed on a two year deal with Michael Conforto who missed all of last season with a shoulder issue two years, $36 million is the reported amount. Uh, It's still pending a physical. And we all know that that is no guarantee that he will sign because we just saw all that happen with the Carlos Correa debacle with the San Francisco Giants. He ends up taking a physical, something happens ends up going to the Mets instead like overnight. So they haven't signed it yet, as uh, at the time of this recording. But that's supposed to happen. Um, I don't know. Giants have had a rough offseason, man. It's been—it's been, it hasn't been easy for them. Uh, here's a familiar name: former Reds pitcher Johnny Cueto is drawing some interest from the Padres and the Marlins after an eight and ten season with the White Sox at a three point three five ERA, not too shabby. Now, how does this pertain to the Cardinals? Well. John Morosi said about the Marlins that their interest in Cueto is somewhat contingent on Miami finding a spot for Pablo Lopez, which is a name that many Cardinals fans have said they wouldn't hate to see wearing the birds on the bat next season. Uh, It's a name that we've kicked around here on the podcast. Uh, If if a deal could be made, uh, I, I love what Pablo Lopez has to offer. He's got strikeout stuff and he's still young. I'm in on a trade for Pablo Lopez if, uh, if you can get him without you know giving up the entire farm. It's got to be something within reason, like you don't want another Sandy Alcantara situation where you're moving something good to the Marlins and the return is uh, a, little, a little too much. You know what I'm saying? So um, perhaps we see some movement there that the Cardinals could be a part of. Uh, as far as free agents remaining, are there any left? That might fit the Cardinals' need for next season. We're going to jump into that next here on Locked On Cardinals. MLB.com's Manny Randawa put together a list of the best free agents remaining at each position. So let's see if uh, any of these guys can fit something that the Cardinals might need this year. Ad catcher, the guy Gary Sanchez. So, nope. Uh, we're good at catcher. <laughs> Wilson Contreras is our man. We've got Andrew Kisner backing him up. You've got Yvonne uh, Herrera after that. So no interest in uh, one Gary Sanchez, who, man, remember how big a deal he was when he was with the Yankees? And now just can't even find a home. Just Just nothing. Uh, over at first base, he has Will Myers, who just signed with the Reds, so no need to talk about him. Second base, Gene Segura, who we're all familiar with after uh, what happened in the playoffs this year against the Phillies. That's where he was this past season. Uh, productive guy. I think he'll likely get some starter money from someone, and the Cardinals don't really need help in the middle infield unless unless they end up cutting bait with Paul DeYoung, which is still a possibility. I know they're going to give him an opportunity to show them what he can do at spring training but if he stinks they've got to say whoop you're out they got to say sayonara right you got you can't have this guy on your roster just taking up a roster spot and not producing in any way shape or form except coming in in like the eighth inning to play defense okay And we don't need that anymore. You've got Tommy Edmund at short. You've got a goal glover and Donovan at second base. You don't need a defensive replacement at shortstop in the late innings for $9 million a year. Just get over it, Cardinals. Let's move on from him. And don't waste too much time in spring training. Like If if it's not something that pops right away, that he's improved in some way, shape, or form, then let's just do it. Let's just get it over with Band-Aid. Rip it off. Um, And if something like that happens then they could use a veteran backup middle infielder, which kind of fits the bill for this next guy that is uh, mentioned in this article, Jose Iglesias, a guy that I've always been a fan of because great defensive guy, great defensive guy, so slick with the glove. And he just had a nice season with Colorado last year, uh, not only defensively, but offensively. I mean, people hit better in Colorado, but for somebody who would just be you know, a backup role, a utility kind of guy, He makes sense. Um, The article also mentions Elvis Andrews. Iglesias, the younger one out of the two. So I'll take younger legs if I can get them. But again, if the young is out, Cardinals could seek someone like this um, at some point third base they got Evan Longoria uh, I would love to have a guy like Evan Longoria on the team I think it would be fantastic but where do you play him you've got a, a, a Nolan Arenado over there at third base you've got Gorman Yepes Donovan who can play third as well when uh when Nolan's not so Longoria doesn't really fit what the Cardinals have available as far as roster spots, but uh, you know I like his makeup. I've always been a fan of him. In the outfield, he mentions Jerickson Profar, who we've discussed here before. Uh, I think he'll get paid by someone. He'll get like starter money, and uh, that's going to be well out of the the price range of the Cardinals. So I'm not really thinking about him. How about Adam Duvall? Hit 38 home runs with the Marlins. Gets traded to the Braves. This happens in 2021. Helps them get to the championship and win it, but. Ends up having wrist issues last year, which led to surgery. Honestly, if Adam Duvall was available and the Cardinals did not have Juan Yepes, I'd be all over this. I would love to have a guy like Adam Duvall on the team, but they do have Juan Yepes, who they're very excited about. So, nope. Nothing for Adam Duvall. Uh, At DH, he mentions Trey Mancini hit 18 home runs last year between the Orioles and the Astros, ends up winning the title with Houston. But again, I think the team is more than happy with Juan Yepes. I I don't really think they feel like they need to upgrade at the DH position because Yepes can play the corner outfield. He can play the uh, corner infield positions. So someone like Mancini isn't really a fit for this team, you know, kind of the same way people were talking about, hey, we should get J.D. Martinez, great bat, right? But he can't really do anything else. He he's a GH and he, and he can't play anywhere else. You know, at least this last year, Albert played some first base and he actually filled in pretty well. Like he did a good job over at first base. But JD Martinez can't can't do that, and uh, he ended up going what to the Dodgers. Mancini, I, I I don't think he can play outfield or first base anymore. I, I could be wrong, but that's not something he's been asked to do. So um, the Cardinals are more. Fans, they, they want their DHs to have some versatility. You know, they want to be able to move guys around. And Yepes and Nolan Gorman, they they give that to them already coming into 2023. You've got Gorman who can play uh second base, he can play third base. Maybe they teach him a little bit of outfield, you know, perhaps. But Yepes, I mentioned, can already play a number of positions. Brendan Donovan plays a number of different positions. So when you know, Goldschmidt and when Arenado need days off, um, it's okay. You've got dudes that can already fill that role. Starting pitcher. He mentions Nathan Ivaldi from the Red Sox, who was still searching for a home. My thing with Nathan Evaldi, he's the best that's left over from this free agent class, but would he even be the best pitcher on the Cardinals if they did sign him? Like, do you think that's what the case would be? I say probably not. Um, he'd fit in just like all the other guys that are already in this rotation. He's more of a a number three guy who has the ceiling of a number two, all right? He's not an ace. He wouldn't be your number one guy if you signed him. So why are you just gonna pay more money to get another guy that's already like the dude you already have? So I don't think that one makes a lot of sense. Uh, At Relief Pitcher, he mentions Craig Kimbrell, who we did get news uh, just a little bit ago has signed a one-year deal with the Phillies, $10 million. This is his fourth team in three years. He was with the Cubs, then he got traded to the White Sox, and then to the Dodgers. He was a guy that if if you could have gotten him at a reasonable rate, he was somebody I personally would have considered. I would have taken a flyer on for the Cardinals, but shocker, one of the bigger market teams, one of the free-spending teams, comes in, swoops him up, and grabs him on a one-year deal. Like that is something I would have loved for the Cardinals because one-year deals, you can live with them. All right. If it doesn't pan out, they're not on your payroll next year and it's fine. All right. You move on. It's when you, you know, sign these guys to two and three year deals and you're stuck with them the next year after they've already, you know, stunk up the joint. That's a problem. That's that. Those are the ones you don't want. So if you could have gotten somebody like Craig Kimbrell on a one year deal stick them into that bullpen. And I keep pointing this out. If you're going to be elite at a spot and you can't do it with starting pitching because there's no starting pitching available, you're already kind of full when it comes to what you're doing on offense. Why aren't we just stacking the bullpen with a bunch of dudes, like one and two year deals and just making it like this elite bullpen? You know, guys are only throwing five and six innings all the time. Now your bullpen's getting used more than ever. I think it's a genius move. But so far, the Cardinals haven't done anything at all when it comes to the bullpen. So um, we'll see if this is a missed opportunity or one of those Phew! <laughs> glad we didn't do that type of moves when it comes to Craig Kimbrel. I guess we'll find out. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today. Your second listen, Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world, and he does it in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, this is the last episode, the last podcast before Christmas. So I want to wish all of you guys happy holidays. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas. I know it's really, really cold in the Midwest. I mean, it was, I looked at my phone today. It was minus eight, a minus eight. Do you guys remember what movie that's from, from elf when he talks about, we got a minus eight. That does not happen. That that's the first thing that popped in my head today. I actually tweeted that out and, um, yeah, it is really cold outside. So be safe, but I hope you guys enjoy your holidays and, uh, we'll be back next week. It just probably won't be till like Tuesday, unless unless we get some sort of breaking news over the next couple of days. But, uh, you know, I want you to enjoy your time with your families, with your friends. You be safe out there. If you need me, you can always find me and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Obviously, my phone's not going anywhere if you guys need me. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.